What's up, guys? Welcome back once again to Cry About It, the podcast about all those songs that make us so happy to be so sad. Today, I'm joined by two very special guests. I have John and Zach from Karma Kids. How's it going, guys? Pretty good, man. How are you? Good. Thank you guys for joining me. I, I really appreciate it. Good. How are you? So you guys um, have been coming across my radar constantly. Um, I've been been getting your name uh, dropped to me by people that I really respect in the music industry. So when the opportunity came up to hop on this call, I was I was very excited to do it because you're kind of an enigma to me. Um, you kind of kind of came out of nowhere, and now you're you're everywhere that I'm looking. So you know, congratulations on that. Thank, Thank you. you very much. So one of the things that really hit me, uh, everybody. If you talk to them, I'm I'm an old school pop punk guy, uh, emo emo kid. You know, I'm I'm one of the oh elder, yeah, <laughs> the elder emos that they talk about on TikTok now. You know, oh yeah, the seniors. <laughs> oh, I like that seniors. <laughs> That's okay. what they were calling. It. <laughs> nice. I I can dig that. I I might, I actually make a shirt about that. <laughs> but uh, what I what I saw, and I think it's a a really cool, accurate description of you guys. Um. You, you call yourself emo core. So I think that's really neat because as I dove down the rabbit hole um, of discovery for, for this uh, interview, your songs are kind of all over the place. Um, there, there is some metal core, but then there's like songs that are just like straight pop punk. And then there's songs that are like, kind of like that, that alt, that new age alt stuff. And yeah. And it, it, <clears throat> it's all over the place. So what, what would you guys consider your influences? Cause I think it's everything. It is everything. Um, <laughs> as for myself, uh, you know, I listen to a little bit of the harder stuff. Um, these nuts actually is huge with me. Um, the ghost inside to like taking back Sunday, Hawthorne Heights, my chemical romance, all to like the new age, pop punk, MGK. Uh, if I die first bands like that, um, those are, those are some of my influences. Um, I am, uh, like the, um, the classics Blink-182 and Green Day are my favorite bands. Um, I love Taking Back Sunday. Um, for the newer stuff, I've gotten into Neck Deep and State Champs a lot, um, in the last few years. Um, I love what MGK is doing. Um, I just bought tickets to see him the other day. Hopefully, uh, those happen and aren't postponed. Um, but yeah, the, I really think, um, this genre is on the up and up again. So a couple things I want to touch on there. First of all, I'm just glad to, you know, like, as we said, I'm a senior and (laughs) I feel like a lot of the people who are my age or come from the time in the scene that I came from really were, were dumping on machine gun Kelly. And Mm -hmm. I've been an adamant supporter of it um, since the minute it dropped. And I'm talking like, I kind of saw it coming. And I was like, okay, when he when he started putting some music out with um, Young Blood, and some mm-hmm. of those songs, I was like, that's a pop punk song. Like, yeah, he's gonna put out a pop punk album. Like, I was watching it happen, and I was like, that's what's <laughs> coming. And then it did, and I love it because I what I think a lot of people don't realize is if if a scene doesn't keep going and and bring in new people, it dies. So mm-hmm. I don't care if it's like little Wayne, well, little Wayne tried to do the rock thing and it kind of sucked, but I don't care who yeah. it is. You know, <laughs> if Dr. Dre wants to put out a pop punk album and it's going to bring all these, these new kids who maybe wouldn't listen to that in, 
that'd be that that's awesome to me. Now I would have liked to have seen this tour have like a neck deep or a state champs as an opening band. Like yeah. I definitely think like mm-hmm. Jaden and some of the acts on there, like I would have liked to see Trippy Red on the tour too, to be honest, because his, his album's the most pop punk album of that any of them put out, I think. Um, so you guys like your feeling on that, like where, where do you guys see, see that going? Cause I think like mod son, I think the best pop punk albums of the year, honestly, have been put out by former rappers. I was about to say that. Um, I really, really yeah. enjoy listening to some of these new age SoundCloud rappers making the switch over to pop punk with seeing how successful MGK is with it. Um, Kenny Hoopla, he's on that, that tour. I found him on accident like three weeks ago. And I actually sent Estella the song to John. And I was like, dude, look at this. Um, I, I think he's going to come out way ahead of it. I think he's going to do way better, you know, with it than MGK is doing with it, just because he has that natural tone to his voice. That's got that classic, like uh, not necessarily neck deep, but um, I can't remember. I, I don't right. know where I was going with that. There's a lot of bands in the world. Don't, <laughs> don't ever, don't ever worry about that. But yeah, I, I, I completely agree. And I think that uh, there's a lot of them that are, that are putting out good music and, and like any, any wave, there's going to be, staying power and there's going to be people that don't but uh i think it's a good thing for music overall and i think you know you you had your good charlotte and then you had all the bands that came after good charlotte and newfound glory that that were put on by that yeah i think it's good so you guys are from indianapolis indiana huh yeah we are what's the music scene like in indianapolis indiana because when i think of it it's so here here i've been a concert promoter for most of my life, my, all of my adult life. Right. So you're talking 15, 16 years now, maybe more. I, I'm not good at math, but uh, since I was like 16 years old. So first band that comes to my mind, it has nothing heavy to do with it. Right. It's uh Margo and the nuclear so-and-sos. So that's like, that comes to my mind immediately. Uh-huh. But, but then I start, di- I started digging through some files and seeing where I was Gwen Stacy, which that's a huge one in would, these parts <laughs> would make a little sense. And then I don't know if hey, you guys, mm-hmm are are old enough to know these guys but uh burn it down was one of uh-huh. my, one of my favorite bands from out that way i don't know if they were directly from indianapolis mm-hmm. but they're an indiana band uh haste the day was indianapolis weren't they john yep okay, okay. i thought so and yes. then you had trenches later on when haste the day was no more um <laughs> amarna rain was a huge one they were smaller but still pretty big in this area uh we just it's metalcore mostly in all honesty metalcore rules our music scene yeah um john had a pretty successful really successful actually pop punk band that was well known in indiana and surrounding states um so following their pursuit we had some pretty decent pop punk bands too um and then it's rap like there's a lot of underground rap nice i feel like uh like and it makes sense with like the Kenny Hooplas and the the Jadens and people like that. I felt I feel like it's weird to say, but like there was like this like weird time where music got expensive to do, and uh, a lot of these kids, it was hard to put a band together. They would have been in pop punk bands and punk bands, but they became SoundCloud rappers instead. You know, the kids that couldn't get a band together, and that's why I think that sound is so prevalent. And now you're seeing that that evolution. Um, I think that 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 was like a or the kids who didn't have enough people to put a band together, like had, had that opportunity to make that music, which I think is interesting. But so what's the deal with legend recordings? 
Um, I see you guys little mentions of, of them on your Facebook here and there. Um, I think they're one of the coolest labels out there right now that are doing some of the coolest stuff. Uh, I know Chris a little bit. I respect the hell out of him. I think he's like one of the the best marketing minds in music. And I also think that he's one of the best just like band guys at a label right now. Like he he gets it. Um, are you guys on the label or is it like just some support that they're working with you guys on? What's going on there? We have a, we have a distribution deal with them. So they're uh, putting our stuff out and then um, we're working with a lot of behind the scenes stuff with him. He's been fucking awesome for us. Cool. Oh yeah. Great guy to have on your, in, in your corner for sure. So congratulations, oh, yeah. congratulations on, on that link, whatever, Thank you. whatever comes of it or what it may be. So, from there, you know, as I said, you guys, like, it's really an enigma to me. I, I was trying to, like, put all these puzzle pieces together because everything was, like, all, like, so, so different. Like, like I started researching and I'm like, okay, they have, they're, they're pretty new to Instagram, but they're verified, so that's awesome. And then I, I dive onto your YouTube and the video for Nothing Left to Lose, first of all, the song's great compliments thank on that. you the video is incredible thank you did, did an awesome job in that video what was uh the process of of that video coming out was it did you guys like is that your idea did you work with a team what what came with that so we shot one first um with this uh guy and it turned out to be uh for lack of a better word uh just awful um and we uh so our buddy that I um, I do a lot of work with, um, both like audio and video, he's um, been a part of pretty much every band I've been in. Um, so we shot it originally uh, with someone else and it turned out to be uh, pretty bad. Um, and um, he, uh, he reshot it for us and it, it came out just, we were so happy with it. He glued everything together that we were kind of, missing or not really hitting on the head uh the way we should and he really just turned that into what it needed to be well it turned out great and also i think that like so talking to you guys i this isn't your first endeavor into music right you guys have been around for a while from what i could tell yeah you. and yep. i think that that's like something that a lot of bands can learn from is that like you got a crap video and you ate it as a loss you didn't just put it out because that's what you had and it was like well we spent this money on it you were like well whatever we're going to put out is going to be of quality. And I think I've noticed that across your entire brand of the band that everything's super high quality that you put out. And I really like the image that you're putting forward. That's John. Thank um, you. John is very particular on like the image he wants to portray and what he wants our stuff to look like. And if he thinks it's going to be like a B grade type thing, he's going to want nothing to do with it. John's been amazing um at making sure that we're looking professional acting professional and just doing all of this stuff to make it look super legit you know what i mean i, so I do i know i know exactly <laughs> what you mean because that's like like i said like you're definitely a, a, a an up-and-coming band still like if i was to label you right like I, you're making waves obviously but you're up and coming but i'm not seeing the same missteps you know, from a, an image standpoint that I see with a lot of people, like it's cohesive, it's professional and it's all high quality. And that's more important now in music 
than it's ever been, regardless of genre. Where it used to be like, oh, the hip hop had to, had to do that, or pop had to do that. Everything's visual now. So, mm-hmm. so I really um, commend you guys mm-hmm. on that. Thank you. So, my favorite band in the world is Taking Back Sunday. Love them. You guys put hey. out. You guys put out a cover of uh, "You're So Last Last Summer," and yeah. I'm like, so I can't, I've been around as long as there's been a like punk goes whatever, right? And I'm always hit or miss with them, but I'm 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 usually a miss if. Mm-hmm. if it's somebody just doing the song like a cover band, right? Like I want to see somebody take a song and make it their own. Mm-hmm. And I think you guys did that with this. So, so I definitely mm-hmm. appreciated this song a lot when, when I listened to your version of it. So what, what was the process like with that? What brought Thank about, you. about that song for you guys? <laughs> so uh, when we did the, um, the double album of the heavy stuff, um, we actually started, uh, working on a cover of that and there is a version on my hard drive where um it's similar instrumentals but uh it's screaming vocals um yep. <laughs> and uh when my buddy Jarrett who runs uh Paul Mute Records wanted to do um the compilation um, um I thought it was a good time to kind of just retrack that and um make it uh like update it to our current sound and um you know, that record, Tell All Your Friends, um, even really in the remastered a bit still, there's there's this really high-pitched frequency that's always bothered me on the vocals. And I really just wanted to hear that song with, like, really big production and without that really annoying frequency. Um, so, yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun to do. Actually, one of our guests on the podcast was Neil Rubenstein, who's the guy who actually screams on okay yeah 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 on that song he wasn't in the band he was just like uh he was in a, a bunch of other very successful like yeah. hardcore bands from long island but he was just their buddy um that's awesome. on that and he was one of our guests and told some wild stories about <laughs> all the long island bands um if anybody listening wants to go back yeah, and listen to he that. was on he was on there's no i in team and head club and then in uh um the tell all your friends live cd and dvd he did that with them yeah he did yep and he's also on uh brand new first album too which is kind of ironic um he's, he does some screaming and wrote some lyrics for them on there too um so sin city i think was the song that caught me the most by you guys that's just that that sounds nothing like anything else i was able to find by you it's a uh it's a it's a pop punk gem let's say what uh what's what was the difference in writing that song versus the other ones <laughs> i'm laughing because john and i just had a conversation about that song uh when we shot a music video this past week um he was like man i really don't like that song so it's just funny that you said that you really like that one so i i come from <laughs> so so here here's i'm a i'm a pop punk side of of music right like like that, that's, that's in more in my lane. I, I appreciate heavy music. I've, I've worked with heavy bands and I, and I book it and I enjoy it. But like, if you're going to put like August Burns Red or say anything in front of me, I'm going to go say anything nine times out of 10, unless I'm like, that's fair. Like in the mood, you know, I but, just got into say anything. I, I just got into say anything like a couple months ago and I am like, I, I've never really <laughs> listened to them, and I 
fucking love the self-titled album it's so good it's very good so are you the are you the lyricist by chance for the band do you write the the songs yeah i sing and i do most of the lyrics um zach has been um throwing some stuff at me lately and i'm kind of just shaping it and turning it into and another song um was based off of some things that he had um brad but we'll touch on that uh later um yeah yeah i mean i think we were um as far as as far as Synth City, um, we had just signed our distribution deal with Legend, and we um, Vibes, our record that's about to come out, we had it mostly done, just not the final takes recorded. Um, so we wanted to just get something out now that we had this uh, amazing distribution platform. Um, so I just really sat down, took an afternoon, and uh, just busted that song out and was like, sure, that sounds like a single. There you go. Yeah, anybody that uh, I think – writes lyrics can learn a lot from max bemis he's uh oh, tor- yeah. tortured soul but um a genius you know yep. and and there's a lot going on i think recently with mental stuff but mm-hmm. you get i mean you never take away from the songs that he was writing at 16 years old are classics forever right so let's uh let's talk about mm-hmm. the big uh, the elephant yep. in the whole scene right now kellen quinn on your album on a song right how did that come about (laughs) yep how how does that Um, come about for you guys i had the song uh recorded i sent him a copy and um said i'd love him to uh lay down on it and uh the next day he sent back the tracks and he fucking killed it he just exceeded what i pictured with and it was funny because when um like i heard his voice on some of these songs just in my head when i was writing them and i was like i mean that's obviously not going to happen and then it is like holy fuck all right (laughs) so is that a a relationship you guys already had or was it uh just an out of the blue ask or was there a connection made there Uh, just out of the blue that's awesome can't can't get any better than that right so and he's been super cool about a lot of stuff too like he he's stayed in contact and he you know him and john talk so that's been really cool too that he you know took the time to do that and then even took the time to be like hey check out this song i was on i posted it on instagram and then like checks up on us basically like that's awesome yeah i mean a great great person to to have checking up on you in general and then an even better person to have thrown you a retweet or a, a repost too, right? Like yeah. added value there. <laughs> oh yeah. So, I mean, I, uh, I got the, the email that that song was going to drop and I, mm-hmm. I watched it and then I saw like 35 K overnight. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> we, we did a really, uh, some awesome, uh, marketing on that. It, uh, really just started doing well and I'm like super happy with it. Um, it's, Obviously, marketing isn't cheap, but uh, it definitely is worth it. Without a doubt. I mean, so like, I don't know. I don't know how many followers you guys have. You guys have, but if it's monetized, I mean, you can buy a couple cheeseburgers for that. But in the long run, what you guys um, are getting out of those thirty-five thousand views, and then all the press that surrounded it. Like, you were on every blog that I that I get updates on. So your name was out there for it. So time oh, yeah. well time well spent. Yeah, cool. Absolutely. So that song be on the album? Yep. Yep. Uh, Track two. Awesome. So 
like I said, I, 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 I'm fascinated by everything you guys are doing. I think you're, you're checking all the boxes and doing it, doing it right. So there's a lot of young bands that listen to, to this and, and I get reached out to for, you know, different things. Sometimes if you had advice for a young band that's starting out right now. What, what would each of you say to them? I would say, keep at it. Um, I've been in bands since, you know, 10th grade of high school. I'll be 30 this summer. Um, persistence is key. Keep, keep going. I mean, even if, you know, one project fails, move on to another one, put all your time and effort into that one. Just keep it moving would be mine. I'm sorry. I missed the question. My screen froze. Oh, no problem. Um, <laughs> if you uh, had any advice for like a young band out there, what, what would it be? Uh, take notice of what your, uh, image and brand is and, uh, push it like it's a product. Have the authenticity of, uh, yourself in the music, but, uh, it is a business and it needs to be marketed and ran like one. So you guys have a new song coming out today, right? Called running thin. Yep. Yep. What can we expect from that? Uh, it's more of a, uh, ballad uh like it's got um it's big but i would say it's uh the ballad on the record um i will let zach touch on that song a bit more um yeah so the song actually is kind of like an um a memorial piece to my stepdad uh he was in my life 15 16 years oh it was more than that regardless um, he passed away October 29th, uh, 2020 of COVID. And no, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, today was kind of a rough day because it's like the six month anniversary. So it's been kind of weird. But, um, you know, the guys were the first people that I reached out to aside from my fiance uh, when I got the phone call that they were actually going to take him off the ventilator and he was probably going to pass. And I messaged the guys and I'm like, I got you know, the word that I didn't want to get, I'm leaving work now, I'm going to the hospital with my mom um, to say goodbye. And John and I have a very special friendship. Um, I haven't been friends with him super long, but we just, we mesh, you know what I mean? Like, it's almost like sometimes out of the day, I get this feeling and then I talk to him and he's feeling the exact same way. Like, it's just, it's weird, but it's cool to have a friend like that. And, um, that was one of the first things that he did, you know, he sat down and he wrote out this chord progression and um, he sent it to me and he's like, well, what do you think about this? And I'm like, this would be awesome. And then he kind of like took text messages that I was sending him about how I was feeling and he was turning them into a story, like the lyrics to the song. So he did a really good job of depicting exactly how I was feeling when I didn't know how I was feeling. Um, and this, this song is kind of like in memory to my stepdad. And then not too long after my stepdad passed away, John's wife's grandpa, uh, passed away from COVID as well. So then it was like, I was able to kind of be there for him. Like he was there for me. And then, uh, he started working on the song more and more. So it kind of has like pieces of ourselves and our past family members in it. And I think that's what makes it so impactful. Um, yeah, it's just the song is basically dedicating, you know, hey, we understand how you and 500 and what, 40,000 other Americans know, like how they feel. Um, 
that's basically what the song is it's just one giant in honor of and kind of bring awareness that you know covid is way more serious than i feel some people are taking it so right well, well first of all i'm i'm so sorry for both of your losses um, thank you and uh i i agree i i wish that that nobody ever had to go through that and that people were taking yeah. it a lot more serious um and then I'm I'm very excited to to listen to the song, and I'm 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 a little uh, at a loss for words now. It's it's strange. I <laughs> I've done three three podcasts today, right? And I, I'm a big believer in uh, I don't know what I believe in, but I'm a believer in the universe and and connections and things like that. And my father in law, my wife's husband, passed away uh, two weeks ago. I'm sorry about your loss, too, man. Uh, super unexpectedly. <laughs> And every one of these podcasts that I've done, um, so the, the podcast I did earlier, um, uh, the, the, the artist's music is a little bit religious. And it's, it's something that like, I normally wouldn't even listen to or anything like that. Very pop rocky. And um, for whatever reason, when I got the email to do the interview from the publicist, I really just like was in a headspace. It was the day after my father-in-law passed away. And I connected to those songs um, so heavily that like now they have a place in my life forever. And um, I think that, that, that music is such a healing tool. Um, and I, I really had an, an awesome conversation with um, that, that artist. And then um, I also had a really cool conversation with another artist. And, and there's been this, like these stories that have intertwined. And I think that, um, you know, we've all crossed each other's paths for some reason. Um, so this song, especially I, I'm super super happy to uh or super excited to listen to and I'm, I'm sure that that i'll i'll connect connect with it um but i am absolutely so sorry for your loss and uh Thank you. that's uh, i think that that song will be meaningful to so many people and I'm, I'm glad that um you guys are putting out a song on that subject because i think it's so important and and you know i hope for nothing but healing and positive vibes to be sent your way thank you very much so that's about all we have time for this week, guys. The Karma Kids for coming out. And I want you guys to shout out all your social media and where everybody can find you because, I mean, you're, you're, you're probably coming across their social media anyway because you're unavoidable at this point, <laughs> everything I could see. But uh, give them the shout out. Tell them where they can find you. Um, I checked out the Spotify. Your numbers are ridiculous. I, I'm just I'm, – I'm, I'm so <laughs> stoked at everything you guys are doing. I, I can't even describe it. So um, let everybody know where they can find you if they haven't yet. Uh, all of our handles are Karma Kids IN, and then we've got Karma Kids IN.com. Perfect. So go check out the Karma Kids because at this rate, they're going to be the biggest band in the world in, in two years because uh, I haven't seen this much buzz in a long time. So everybody go check them out. And thank you guys again so much for uh, joining me. And everybody, make sure you check out Running Thin coming out today. So we're that Spotify, right? Uh, it actually yep. comes Spotify, out on uh, music video on YouTube. So both Spotify and music video on YouTube. Yep. Awesome. So yeah, everybody make sure you check that out. Yep. Thank you guys again for joining me.